Welcome back. Last week, we started our series talking about waiting. And in our first session, we asked ourselves, what is it I'm waiting for? We asked some really hard questions and we spent some time clarifying that thing that is gnawing at us, what we're waiting for, that season of life between what is and what could be. And we looked at the story of Hannah who was waiting for a child. And then in your study questions, you also read about some other people in the Bible that are waiting. And so I hope that you came away with, from week one with a better vision for what it is you're waiting for. I really want us to be people who are waiting on God's perfect plan for Him, desiring Him over anything else in this world. So as you're in this holding pattern season, I hope that you are able to gain some clarity there. This week we're talking about the purpose of the delay because we know we don't get what we want right when we want it. We're gonna unpack that a little bit and discover why we have to wait. Now some of us would argue, I feel like God is just trying to make me crazy. Like he's just trying to frustrate me because I hate waiting. But we all have to learn to navigate those waiting seasons. You know, truthfully, it, the big waiting seasons like waiting for a child to come out of the teenage years and stop being snarky. I get that that's going to happen. I can almost navigate that. Sometimes it's the little waiting seasons that really get me. Like waiting for a kid to learn his multiplication facts or waiting on someone to bring the groceries out, you know, for grocery delivery. Sometimes it can be the smallest waiting things that really gets me. I just want what I want and I want it right now. But it doesn't work like that, does it? We just can't have everything that we want right then. And I know it's more serious than waiting on math or dinner. Some things that we're waiting on are really hard, and I know that, I wanna acknowledge that. Some of you are waiting on your husband to come back. Some of you are waiting for that doctor to call with your test results. Some of you are waiting on a big change in your finances. And why do we have to wait? It just seems so unfair sometimes. I have some thoughts about the purpose of waiting. It's this, growth takes time. Now let me go out on a limb and say that most of us don't like that statement. I doubt you disagree with me, but we don't always like to hear that. But since the beginning of time, mankind has been in this waiting game. All throughout the Bible, all throughout every life of people that you know, people are waiting. In the Bible, they were waiting for God to tell them what to do next. They were waiting to have children like we read with Hannah. They were waiting to be delivered from their enemies from captivity. They were waiting for the Messiah. We're waiting for his second coming and so on. Life is all about waiting. In fact, Romans 8:19 says this, the creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. Ultimately, we're just waiting on God to rescue us from this decaying earth, right? I can remember my grandma saying things like, oh Lord Jesus, come quickly. And there's so many days that I feel like that. Kids are crawling my frame and my house is a wreck and nothing is going right. And I just think to myself, I am so tired of waiting on the world to change. As I mentioned, we're recording this during coronavirus. How many of you just wanna get on a plane and go somewhere? But we're just waiting. Often in seasons where we have to wait, we're just in a holding pattern like a plane waiting to land. And we just have to wait and we just have to sit tight and we just have to really think through why we have to wait. Because we are super spoiled, aren't we? We're spoiled by Amazon Prime. 
We're spoiled by grocery delivery. We're spoiled by our phones. I don't even have to wait for the Sunday newspaper anymore to get my Hobby Lobby coupon. I just pull it up right there on my phone and I always have it. But truthfully, waiting is good for us. We would tell our kids that. We would say to them, it's good for you to learn to have to wait, but I don't necessarily want to wait as an adult. Two key thoughts for this week. The first one is this, waiting is part of God's plan for mankind. Waiting is part of God's plan. Even Jesus, while he was here on this earth, he had seasons of waiting. Now you may not have thought about it, but he experienced a lot of waiting in his life, a lot of intervals where he acted or where he didn't act. And sometimes God would say it wasn't his time. Scripture would record he didn't do something because it wasn't his time yet. Other times Jesus waited because God was changing the people around him. And so he waited. So the story I want to look at today, the basis for our discussion today is found in John chapter 11. It's kind of long, so I'm going to paraphrase it for you because I want you to hear the highlights and we're going to see how Jesus waited. The story goes like this. Lazarus and his sisters were good friends of Jesus. One of the sisters, whenever Lazarus was sick, sent word to Jesus and said, the one you love is sick. Now you have to be pretty close to someone to be able to say, the one you love is sick, and for that person to understand. It's like if I said, your oldest son, you don't have to use his name with me, I know who my oldest son is. It's like if I said to you, your best friend, I don't have to use that name, you know who your best friend is. So they had that really close relationship like that. It wasn't just someone Jesus knew, like the one that you love is sick. Now Jesus was probably about 15 to 20 miles away from Lazarus was. So instead of leaving right then to go where Lazarus and his sisters were, Jesus waited and he stayed where he was for two more days. And the disciples come to him and they're, and they're saying like, you know, he's a, maybe he'll get better if he sleeps. And Jesus tells them, he's not asleep. Lazarus is dead, but we're gonna go to him now. And Jesus also tells them, the reason I'm not going is because God's glory is gonna be dis displayed through God's son. He's setting them up for this miracle. He's setting them up, giving them the reason that they had to wait. So they travel to where Lazarus is and he gets there and the sisters are there and Jesus has compassion on them and he, he feels for them because these sisters have just lost their brother. Now all these people have come to comfort them. And so Jesus goes and he says, take me to where Lazarus is. And the sister is like, hey, he's been dead for four days. Like if we take you there and you roll that stone away, it's gonna really be bad. And Jesus says, Jesus has already said this sickness is not gonna end in death, but he's already dead. He rolls that stone away and he pretty much yells, Lazarus, come out. And Lazarus is raised from the dead. He gets up and he comes out. They take the grave clothes off and he walks away. I want you to see one thing in the scripture, what it says about the people that were there. Luke 11:45 says this, therefore many of the Jews who had come to visit Mary and had seen what Jesus did, put their faith in him. That's the purpose for this waiting. It wasn't so Jesus could show off. More people were there. More people saw the miracle. Jesus knew that he had to wait before he went to Lazarus so that God's glory would be made even bigger to the people. Now, if I were scripting this story, I would have said, okay, Jesus dropped everything and he hustled over to where Lazarus was and he healed him before he even died. 
That's what I would have done. He would have got there. Maybe he wouldn't have gotten there after or before he died, but it wouldn't have been that long. It wouldn't have been that many days, but not Jesus. He intentionally waited and he waited with purpose. And he had the nerve to tell the disciples, I'm glad I wasn't there so that you can believe. Well, that's kind of bold. That's kind of gutsy. If Jesus had not waited, would he have made it in time? Would it have been as miraculous a moment if he had been there before he died? I just wonder if as many people would have witnessed it. Is there purpose in our waiting? Yes. Do we always see it? No, hardly ever if you're me. If you're in a holding season and you think God has delayed you or forgotten you or withheld something from you, it could be that some other things just need to come together before you see the result. But waiting is part of God's plan for man. There are some different purposes for our waiting, some different reasons for a delay, and I want to walk through some of those. I want to give you practical things to think about and why do we have to wait sometimes. The first one is this, He uses our seasons of waiting to change us and to develop our character. Now Romans 5, 3-5 says this, We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance perseverance character, and character hope. It is good for us to wait because He uses that time to transform us and grow us. You could substitute the word waiting for suffering. You could say, we rejoice in our waiting because we know that waiting produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. So anytime we're forced to wait, when we do it in submission to God's will, He grows us, He changes us. It produces character in us that we wouldn't have had if we got everything we wanted exactly when we want it. This is easy to see with our children. We ask them to wait. Sometimes we know it's for their own good and it's just growing character in them. So the second thing is this, our seasons of waiting, they clarify our motives. Because as we wait, our hearts are often stripped of a lot of layers and we start to see what's underneath. If you're forced to wait, it helps you decide why you want something. And we talked about that last week when we talked about Hannah. Did she really want to be a mother or did she just want her sister wife to leave her alone? You're raising children. Do you want your kids to straighten up so that your life will be easier? Or are you praying through this waiting season for God to move in the hearts of your kids? It clarifies our motive when we have to wait. Waiting is good for us. It is part of God's plan. Another reason that you may have to wait is this, waiting may be necessary to change the world around you. Go back to the story of Jesus with Lazarus. Waiting to go to him two days later wasn't for Jesus's benefit. It wasn't even for Lazarus. It was for the purpose of all the other people who witnessed it. You may be waiting because other people still have a little growing up to do. Let me say this, if you're a single mother and you're waiting on a husband, God may not have brought you a husband yet because he isn't ready. You don't wanna meet a guy who hasn't grown up yet. Girls, you should never raise a husband. Raise children, don't raise a husband. So some reasons that you may have to wait are because God is orchestrating something in someone else. Another reason that you may have to wait is this, 
Waiting builds anticipation and sets us up to receive with gratitude. Do you remember Christmas or your birthday, those holidays and things like that when you were a kid and how you would be so excited for Christmas to come? And when I was a little girl, we would like shake the packages and we would sneak around to see what we could find, maybe peel off the edge just to get a little glimpse. We were just so excited. Or your birthday, holiday you don't have to share with anybody else. Your friends come over and there's cake and there's a party and there's presents. And you just look forward to that. My kids sometimes even make a paper chain because they're so excited. There's so much anticipation. I feel that now as a mom, when we're gonna go on some kind of vacation, knowing that all four of my children are gonna be together under the same roof, it could be bumpy, but just knowing that they're all gonna be together gives me such anticipation and I'm so excited. And as I wait for God to continue to move in the hearts of the people I love, it's the same way. I find myself full of excitement over what He is doing while I don't see it. And I'm grateful because I know that He's working all things together, even now. Sometimes we don't see it, but there's this anticipation. 1 Corinthians 2.9 says, What no eye has seen, nor ear has heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love Him. That verse just sounds like so much anticipation, like I can't even imagine how great it's going to be. Whatever God is doing, I know it's gonna be worth the wait. Waiting is part of God's plan for man. That's key point number one. Key point number two is this. Spiritual transformation does not take place when we immediately get what we want. I know you agree with me. In seasons of waiting, I never agree with that. I think to myself, Lord, if you will just bring this season to a close, I will learn what you need me to learn. I will do what it is you want me to do, and I promise I will grow up. But it never has worked like that for me. When I get immediately what I want, there is no transformation in my life because there's no such thing as trust in the absence of something unknown. If you can see it, you don't have to trust that it exists. We learn to trust God in seasons of waiting. Hebrews 11.1 1 says this, Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Our faith can't grow if we never have to exercise it. And we have no use for faith if we're never required to wait on the Lord. Have you ever been around kids who get exactly what they want when they want it? Ugh, yuck. Those are super bratty kids. Super bratty. But people who have been taught to wait, those are much better people to be in relationship with. They're just easier. They're just more mature. They've just grown up a little bit. Another reason that we wait is growth takes time. Like I said, when you plant a garden, you have to wait. When you have children, there's a lot of waiting for little people to be transformed, right? Growth takes time. When you make homemade cinnamon rolls, you have to leave them out and let the dough rise. Growth takes time. Things that are great take time. Spiritual transformation takes time. Consider the fruit of the Spirit, all right? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. We're not born with those. They take time to grow. And in that growing process, there's a lot of waiting. But Philippians 1.6 reminds us that he who began a good work in us will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ. Now, we don't get what we want immediately in many cases, 
but we get it in the waiting. Spiritual transformation doesn't happen when we get what we want immediately. Think about this, as we wait, our will grows into His will. And maybe that's the most important thing to take away in this week regarding our purpose for waiting, is that over time, our will grows toward His if we are waiting correctly. And we're gonna break that down next week. What do you do while you're waiting? But remember the scripture I gave you last week, Psalm 37, four, it says, delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. Now, let me speak practically here. An example for single women. You might have an idea of the kind of man that you wanna marry and you're praying that he's handsome and that he has a good job and that he treats you well and that he smells really great, okay? So you date guys because they do exist but maybe this guy doesn't love the Lord. I mean, he's handsome and he's smart and he has a great job and he smells good, but he just doesn't really love God. And as you lean into the Lord and delight yourself in Him, you start to see that the kind of man you're looking for is what God would want for you. The other things, those are okay, but His will for you is to be with someone that loves you the way Christ loves the church. And so as you delight yourself in the Lord, as you press into Him, your will begins to line up with His. And then you start to want different things. But it happens while we wait. And that's a big reason why we have to wait is to give our will time to line up with His. And I can tell you practically speaking as a personal story, when I was younger, I used to desire to be like on stage speaking to thousands of women. And I really thought I had something to say. Maybe I did, I don't, I don't know, maybe I did. But as I waited on God to bring me those opportunities, I really learned to delight myself in Him and my desires started to line up more with His plan for me. And then I was no longer as, my priority was not give me what I want, let me, let me stand and speak to a bunch of people, but I deeply care that I'm available to be used by Him, whether it's a big crowd or a small group, or over coffee with young women that I mentor, or at the table with my children. As I learned to delight myself in Him, my desires changed and He gave me those desires of my heart. As we wait on Him, our will grows into His will. Waiting is part of God's plan. Spiritual transformation doesn't take place when we immediately get what we want. Mary and Martha had to wait for Jesus to arrive. And I have to believe that their faith was stretched and strengthened when Jesus raised a four-day-old dead man. I have to believe they trusted him all the more after that. The people who witnessed it certainly did. Jesus waited to go to Lazarus. There was purpose in his waiting and it was to bring more glory to God. We have to trust the process. Our calling in our waiting is always faithfulness to Him. No matter what the timeline is, we remain with Him. There is purpose in our waiting. This week, I want you to ask Him to help you see it. Ask Him to help grow you while you wait. Waiting isn't solely about what you can get from God, how you can manipulate Him, but it's about who you become in the process. In the end, you'll find that the season of waiting itself is a reward because you become convinced that as long as He is the source of 
all that occurs in your life, whether good or bad. You'll never be lost or disappointed by what happens or doesn't happen. Wait for Him. There is purpose. It is never wasted. Next week, in our third session, I'm gonna give you practical things to think about. What do you do while you wait? We've already looked at what are we waiting for? We've already discussed why am I waiting? Next week we talk about how do I wait? And in our last session together, we're gonna to talk about the dangers if you rush ahead. I hope you'll join me for week three. Have a great week waiting.